133 proof. It's it, close. It, it's it's going to make you breathe it's fire. It's lacquer thinner. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to make you breathe fire. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fire malaysia. <laughs> Let's get into it. What do you say? Sounds like a good idea. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Savor the Burn podcast, but you probably already know that because it popped up on your uh, podcast app of choice. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Bang. Bow. Uh, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, please, uh, if this is your first time listening, please uh, uh, click follow and like and subscribe on uh, whatever it is that you're listening to us. And uh, maybe even drop us a, a little line, a, a, a review or a, a comment or a uh, or an email. We'll, we'll get to the email here in a second. Uh, leave us a, a little note as to uh, where it is that you're listening to us. And definitely uh, keep following along, especially if you like us. If you don't like us, that's fine. Just keep following. <laughs> but uh yeah you can find us anywhere you listen to podcast apps spotify audible apple podcast google samsung many many more like i said email email info at savertheburn.com uh, maybe while you're listening you can uh, thumb through savertheburn.com and uh, check out all the wicked cool content that mr w2's been putting together <laughs> including but uh, not limited to the liquor cabinet and and so many so many other things he, he's he's put a lot of work into this thing and it, it's beautiful but today uh, we are going to do two things and they both involved jim beam and specifically the Jim Beam's Devil's Cut. What can you tell us about him, Mr. W2? The Devil's Cut. Out of all the Jim Beam offerings, this is actually one that I have actually wanted to try ever since I saw the commercials on the TV for it. Okay. Oh. I just I, I say okay in that way because I, I thought you were you were more jazzed about the uh, the Double Oak. Here recently, yeah, mm. when I learned okay. all these different ones, but just in general... Long term, you know, the Devil, mm-hmm. Devil's Cut's been out for quite a while. I have not had an opportunity to try it yet, but it's one that I've just because of the branding and and the image that they've kind yeah. of put on there. You know, every whiskey, every spirits uh, drinker out there is probably aware of the idea of the Angel's Cut. Yeah, you know, by time the barrel gets to the the end of its aging life and they're ready to you know pop the the cap on there and mm-hmm. pour it out and start to bottle it when they started with a full barrel yeah and now that they've got you know however much it is um you know i know i know a lot of your rums lose a lot of angel share mm. because of the area that your rum is aged in down in the caribbean area it's it's very very humid it's hot mm. There's a lot that evaporates out that over the aging uh, of it, and so, yeah. So, so the angels share is that that part of the bourbon, the spirit that mm-hmm. evaporates over time. Jim Beam has coined the term and the idea of the devil's cut, and that is the essence and the the little bit of liquid that's left trapped in the staves and the inside of the barrels and and i still remember the commercials where they show the 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 staves like twisting and squeezing yeah, trying to ring it out, out each each last drop of there mm-hmm. and yeah that just kind of always stuck in my head of trying to but the idea behind that is that yields that little extra oomph mm-hmm. in your bourbon so 
We've got Jim Beam's Devil's Cut. Uh, it is still a Kentucky bourbon. It is a no-age statement, but with all the uh, research I did online, it looks like that about six-ish years mm-hmm. is uh, what this is uh, said to have been aged. It is a char level four mm-hmm. in the cask. Uh, I'm not too terribly up on really what that actually means. I think yeah, those, those char levels, they Is, is five the, the top differ. level? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So four is pretty high up there. Then. It's like toasting. From what I've read, a, a lot of the discrepancy comes from toasting it, mm-hmm. and um, they'll also call it uh, that will be char level one. Is okay. A, is okay. A toasting, but I mean char level four is going to be crispy. Is all yeah. It's not extra <laughs> crispy, but it's crispy. Yeah. The mash bill on this is seventy seven percent corn, thirteen percent rye, ten percent malted barley. Malted barley. It's the exact same mash bill that was in their double oak okay the exact same uh mash bill in somewhere in the description right here it actually talks about they use the jim beam black extra aged they use that as their base that they blend along with the liquids that they extract from the the barrels yeah uh, during the process on there but i also learned that with devil's cut it enters the barrel at 125 proof. Mm. By time that they're done and they're ready to bottle it, it's down to 90 proof. So this one's a little bit hotter than the other Jim Beams mm-hmm. that, that we've uh, tried. The other ones, I think, were 86. Yeah, 86. So this one's uh, 90 proof, 45%. Little bit, little bit hotter. Yeah. But uh, it's got a great nose on it. I, I haven't... I. I've been sitting here with it, and I haven't even I haven't even tried it on the nose. I mean, it's definitely the the same caramel that we've pulled off of uh, the uh, the last two, the mm-hmm. double oak and the the black extra aged. Because of the the all the hype and you know the all the talk of you know the extra this and that and it you know the devil's cut and mm-hmm. you know a little bit more concentration i kind of expected the nose to be a little bit sharper mm. if that makes any sense it's got a it's got a great nose though it's there's yeah. definitely caramel it nose is different than the uh, the standard white label mm-hmm. that's for sure i mean the standard white label you can pick up on uh, some carameliness a uh, little citrus but this this is caramel definitely some dark fruit caramel caramel forward i would mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. fruit sweet maybe a little bit of spice Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's get some on the mouth, see what we think. Interesting. All right. Yeah, the burn sticks on the palate. Uh, mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. I, I usually equate that with the spiciness from uh, the ingredients. Uh, the burn was uh, nearly non-existent uh, on the way down. The throat burn mm-hmm. that you usually mm-hmm. get from these things, unless I've just... Which is kind of what we uh, <laughs> we found with the double-oaked. The double-oaked was so surprising because The burn just stayed nothing. right up in the mouth. And there was nothing down the throat. Mm-hmm, There's no mm-hmm. burn. I mean, what whiskey does that? What bourbon right. does that? But this one here also has little to no burn down the throat. But yeah, the there's even more of the sweetness uh, brought here on the palate, on the mouth. I can kind of, I can get the the barley. Mm-hmm, I, I don't mm-hmm. know if I can tell the difference between barley and malted barley, but this one here, it almost actually tastes like there's barley, like there's more barley yep. in it. So. I guess the mulching process definitely helps bring that out. You said it was the same percentages? Yeah, the exact same percentages as the double oak. Huh. That's weird that what that I would taste the barley more. It it's more oak on the on the mouth than it is on the on the nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says we take the liquid we extract from our barrels, 
blend it with extra aged Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey and bottle it at 90 proof to create a premium bourbon with extra depth and complexity Mm -hmm. designed to be enjoyed neat or on the rocks. Jim Beam Devil's Cut has a robust flavor with deep color, aroma, and character. Yeah, you know what? Uh, we we talked about, oh, some of those um, more difficult, for me anyway, flavors to kind of pinpoint. Uh, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Uh, uh, things like leathery or um, licorice, licorice, or, um, you know, absinthe or medicine-y, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this one has more of that, and I'm pretty sure that's coming from the barley. Mm. It's on the finish for me. What's it say the finish should be? Wood and caramel dominate the finish with hints of leather. Leather. <laughs> Cinnamon and raw sugar cane punctuated with astringent undertones that slowly fade out. So, yeah, hmm. that's the astringency with the leather, all that working together. I, I missed out on the cinnamon. I'm yeah. surprised I missed out on the cinnamon part. I think the double oak also mentions cinnamon, and I did not catch any of that. Hmm. But, yeah, there's plenty of vanilla. Uh, would you say this has got toffee um, or just caramel? I felt like the double oak, it changed from the, the front of the finish to the back of the finish, mm-hmm. from a caramel to a toffee. I don't I don't know if... This is not the same. Yeah. This is more like a vanilla caramel mm-hmm. kind of thing. I like it. It's definitely more... All right, so double oak has like a standard kind of like a... I want to say dry oak because it's not a sweet oak. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. one here doesn't have a uh, sweet oak, but it's, it's more of a... I want to say harsh oak like it's more of a a, or maybe not harsh maybe just stronger oak Mm -hmm. uh presence to it maybe that's from the uh the twisting of those um barrel staves to to get the devil's cut out of it i wonder how they get the uh the liquid extracted from the barrels yeah i mean it's not going to be like it was on the commercial where they're twisting the (laughs) right you know wringing it out like a dish rag it's not a sponge right but wood does have a a spongy nature to it and i'm sure that's why they 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 burn the insides to help seal it Mm -hmm. because um Mm -hmm. it can be rather porous you know it's a age-old technique to uh to burnish uh wood to keep it from being so susceptible to wood rot well, and, and you think, too, within a whiskey barrel, those staves are not glued together. They're not. They're just press-fitted. They're, they're, they're pressed in place with the, the steel rings, mm-hmm. and then they char the inside of it to, like you said, seal it, it yeah. up. And it doesn't always do a perfect job. Nope. I mean, that's why most whiskey barrels have, have evidence of some seeping yeah. here and there. This barrel that I've got right here has it's, it's a got handful a of places here and there. Yep. But Angel's got to get their cut. Yep. One way or another. <laughs> but so does the devil. The devil's cut is due. So you've been you've been waiting to try this for a long time. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm not like looking this. for the one to ten yet, but like, what are your thoughts on it? I think this is good. Even though it's Jim Beam. Even though it's Jim Beam, <laughs> I think it's got a, a, a lot to offer. Uh, yeah. I think there's a a, a lot of different flavors and there's a nice complex profile with it the 90 proof i think helps give it a lot more substance that we haven't even gotten into what this does in a cocktail right but i'm expecting this to work very well in a cocktail you know we're not quite over that 100 proof hump yet that we've talked about in the past but i feel like that there is enough oakiness mm-hmm. and enough spice in this that it, it'll it'll hold its own quite well 
And it's Jim Beam. It's a price point that you're not going to beat. Yeah, that's one thing about Jim Beam. Their their white label is what what would we say was four years, three years, four years, yeah, four years, and it's um it's not aged very long, but it's uh, Jim Beam's been around for so long. You know, as long as um like Jack Daniels has mm-hmm, been, I, mm-hmm. I would I would guess ballpark in the same you know century, maybe even the same decade. But um, to me, those are the two brands that are a little bit synonymous yeah if you, know? you if you think of american bourbons or american whiskeys jim beam and, and jack daniels are pretty much going to be on everybody's mm-hmm. shelf and, and they are in everybody's bar uh, you know from the whiskey snug right. to um you know westport bowery they had both i, I saw they they had um white label jim beam and they had uh, black label um jack daniels and you could have either one in a whiskey and coke <laughs> but uh yeah they, they were definitely good i remember um first time i don't know if we haven't we haven't talked about this yet tonight, but uh, first time I ever had any Jim Beam, uh, and it was a a night worthy to uh, remember and be proud of and be happy that I was there for the entire experience. Uh, I was in this band called Sabbath Disciples. Mm-hmm. We were a uh, a Black Sabbath cover band, so uh, we used to do things like benefits all the time, mm-hmm. and um, we would do uh, you know small shows because that's just kind of what we were for. Uh, it was it was just to have a lot of fun and play anywhere and everywhere that would have us, and um, make fans, make friends, uh, kiss hands and shake babies. Yep, you know everywhere <laughs> we go. <laughs> but um, uh, throw one back night, a drink or two. Yeah, yeah, and that that that's exactly what ended up happening. We um, with a with the the family size you know handle of uh, white label Jim Beam. Uh, it was at the end of um, a a motorcycle run, uh, okay. hands to hearts. By uh, Mr. Michael Bergen. Uh, if you have you ever met him in in all your your writing and your probably whatever? yeah. So he's um, he's one of uh, Johnny Dare's best friends, mm-hmm. like since childhood. Did acid together in a cave, you know, when they were you know in middle school or whatever, and got run off by the cops. But their story to tell, not mine. <laughs> but um, Michael sounds like he 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 gargles a uh, a gravel road every morning. <laughs> so when he tells his story, it's a lot like this. <laughs> And it's, but it's it's worse, you know. It's like um, kind of like Carl from Sling Blade, but it's it's you know I'm a biker and talk about dirt bags, doing things for the kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ain't got no gas in it. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's got um, he's got he's got that kind of voice. Uh, but uh, he uh, he he has an outreach ministry or outreach program thing, that, a charity program that he does, where he collects toys. All damn year, and anywhere from Kansas City to South Dakota, he hits up all these different schools and uh, disadvantaged youth. Uh, he goes in there. Uh, he'll have wrapping paper, uh, parties uh, for all these presents and stuff. He'll go in there with a big ass trailer, pull up to a school after having contacted him first, of course. And I'm just gonna show up. <laughs> Bring all your kids together in the gymnasium. We got some toys. It's not like that, but it's it's kind of like that. But but um. Anyway, so they, they go and they have all the kids line up and everybody gets a toy and they do a countdown, you know, three, two, one, open your presents. And um, it's all the wrapping paper goes everywhere. There's all this excitement. There's not a dry eye in the room from what I'm told. I haven't gone because I don't want to be the crying ass, you know, <laughs> you know, pussy grown man, you know, crying his eyes out. Oh, they're so fucking precious and sweet. These kids are happy. And unfortunately, man, some of these kids are so dirt broke, poor family situations. They they don't even open them that day. They take them home. So they'll have something to open on Christmas mm. morning. 
Wow, that's I mean that that's tough to even think about. But anywho, uh, he sets up these motorcycle rides where he gets a whole bunch of people together. There's a sign up fee. You mm-hmm. get a patch. Uh, he does one in the spring and one in the fall. I think he's done like 26 of each so far. And so um, something like that. I don't know. It's some stupid amount. He does these religiously twice a year. And so, um, you know, you bring toys, you bring your, 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 your sign-up fee. And, uh, you know, at the, end of the, at the end of the motorcycle run through the, through the different bar stops and different countryside, rain or shine. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's been uh, like 40-degree just downpour rain. But these, these bikers, these scumbags, they, they come <laughs> together and, and they just do it anyway. Yep. They're like, it's going to be a tough ride, but we're doing it. And they fire it up and they roll on. And uh, so at the end of the night, uh, usually whatever bar they're, they're at, they have a, a band playing, usually a cover band. Mm-hmm. And that's where Sabbath Disciples came in. And uh, we were playing some uh, Sabbath, as we did. And uh, we would uh, we had our, our set split up to where we would play for 30 minutes and then take a break and let Michael do some announcements or, and thank yous or whatever. And then we'd play for like another 30 minutes. I remember that night we had uh, like maybe three sets, but we only got to the end of the second one before he just, you know... It was time to give Michael the the mic, and uh, he was he was gonna uh, do all the uh, the silent auction stuff and all the thank yous, starting with his wife and working his way through everybody and anybody that he could remember. But as he was going through his thank you, somebody handed him a, a handle of Jim Beam White Label, you know, and he cracks it open. And I'm standing there waiting for him to be ready uh, to give us the mic back so we can play more songs. <laughs> and he hands over the bottle. Here, why don't you get you a pull of that? he's like do you drink do you drink uh do you drink whiskey i'm like yeah of course you know but okay and so i'm just you know i take a swig and i pass it back and he takes a swig and he's like i fucking love you guys you guys are great really love having you guys here again but unfortunately our bass player um he didn't make it to the next year but um uh it was it was a whole lot of fun but yeah that would that was probably my my happiest memory with with jim beam with all these these dirt scumbags uh, coming together for such a great dirty cause. bikers, dirty bikers and <laughs> dirt bags, and just appreciate the hell out of every one of you. <laughs> he might be a fun guest to have. I don't know what time he gets up. He works at um, Exide, I, I think, but hmm. I don't know. He's probably got to be there at the butt crack of dawn. But it would it'd be great to have a a time where we sit down with him and and uh, chit chat. I wonder if he'd be up for it. Maybe I'll ask him at a rapping yeah, party because yeah, yeah. I, I like to keep in contact with him because mm-hmm. he's the kind of person that you want to stay in contact with. He does so much good and for no apparent reason. He's just that kind of fucking dude. And, you know, it's like he's the kind of dude like you want to part. You want at least part of yourself to be something like like him. Like when you when you finally shed this mortal coil, you know, and how do you want to be remembered? Hopefully you want to be remembered by uh, some of the good things that you've done and Maybe not the scars you've left on the world, but um, some of the good deeds that you've done for, mm-hmm. like I said, no no apparent reason. But yeah, that was a good one. Another time, I think uh, I've I've mentioned Michael Keaton, an uh, old uh, bass player friend of mine. I I credit him with being uh, the reason I ever got in a band in the first place because he had a band, and even though it didn't work out, uh, he we were in severed path together for a while. One day he was over at my house, and I decided uh, uh, I don't know how far into the bottle I was. But I was drinking the Jim Beam. The, I was in the sauce, and I decided it was time to cook pancakes. And I got so frustrated because every fucking pancake I, I I cooked, I burned. And I'm like, I never do this. What, How do you what burn is, a pancake? What is wrong with me? I just, who knows what it was. Just 
alcohol, I think, was the problem. And me being fucking dumb and cooking. Yeah, he would, he was like, I don't want my pancakes burnt. Actually, I don't even want pancakes. Like, nobody wanted pancakes, but I was making pancakes for everybody. Dumb. How about you? You, you got a Jim Beam? You got a Jim Beam story? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you've kind of already given us a little one. You, you've seen the, the commercials for the Jim yeah. Beam Devil's, Devil's Cut. You were really looking forward to trying it. I know what Jim Beam I do not like is the Jim Beam Cola. Cola. Jim Beam makes a 12-ounce can cola. Yeah? It's awful. I've had the Crown Cola. It's awful. Yeah, straight to the trash. It's terrible. They it's... got a Crown Peach Tea that they sell in that 12-ounce can. That's okay. It's tolerable. Is it? Okay. Yeah. The Jim Beam Cola, though, it's. I mean, I guess it's, you know, are you a Coke product person or a Pepsi product person? It depends on... Depends on what it is. Depends on, on my mood. Generally, I like Coke better than Pepsi, mm-hmm. but I do like Cherry Pepsi better than Cherry Coke. I, I can get behind right? that. Sure. And uh, if I'm at Taco Bell, I want Pepsi. Mm-hmm. If I'm at McDonald's, I want Coke. Okay. Uh, if I get Pizza Hut, I want Coke products. Even though they switch to Pepsi, I have to stop by a gas station and get Coke products. That's when I'm drinking caffeine. Even on both of those, though, no name, generic cola. Yeah, like is, RC uh, is, cola. Al- is always. Even I though RC I, Cola is a name, I grew up in, on RC Cola, so did too. So, so I so I I get it and I understand it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just plain generic, no name cola, like best choice or always like, yeah. Save. And that's the way I feel like the Jim Beam Cola is. It's it's flat tasting syrupy cola. That's not good. With a little splash of Jim Beam on top of it. Yeah, That's unfortunate. Do you have a, a 1 to 10 on the Devil's Cut? Although I am really, really enjoying this, I think I'm going to knock this one down to a 7. Okay. I'm looking forward to this redeeming itself as a cocktail. Mm-hmm. At a 7, there's not a but lot of redemption that needs done. No, not at the all. Devil's it's, Cut doesn't seven need that is, much redemption. 7 is respectful. Absolutely. It's better than average, better than five. And uh, just like you, we're, we're actually going to agree. Uh, I'm, I'm throwing a seven at it as well. Because um, comparing it to the white label, mm-hmm. all three of the, the ones that we've tried, uh, the uh, Devil's Cut, the Double Oaked, and the Black Label Extra Aged, all three of those are missing the citrusy note. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I that I usually pick up on the on the original uh, the white label uh, Jim Beam. This one here, there's uh, the uh, the Devil's Cut has a hint of it, so it's a little bit better than the white label. I think where I keep it a five uh, because the Devil's Cut has a little bit more of a emphasis on certain things like the uh, caramel. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Is 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 more present? Uh, what else was it? Uh, it has an astringency that that's not found in the white label. Uh, that I think, with, with, which was that leather uh, mm-hmm. flavor that was in there that I was trying to figure out, and it probably has to do with this malted barley. I'm not sure yeah. how much malted barley is in the in the white label offering, but um, I don't think I usually pick up on malted barley when it comes to. Uh, just the standard white label Jim Beam. So I, I'm not giving it as high as a rating as I would the Double Oaked or the Black Label Extra Age, mostly because um, when it comes to the oakiness that is in this Devil's Cut, it's uh, the type of oakiness. Like, uh, I forgot how I described it earlier. Harsh wasn't the right word, but it was, um, for lack of a better term, violent than it is <laughs> just uh, a standard uh, oaky, mm-hmm. uh, oaky flavor. Uh, so... It's just not my preferred oakiness uh, yeah. that that I would go for when I'm looking for a you know an oak 
inspired a bourbon with an oak forward i think that's what i was looking for uh, when i'm looking for an uh, uh, a bourbon that has an oak forward uh profile to it i thought this was kind of funny uh in one of the tasting notes that i that i found um and and, and for this one i i cross-referenced a, a couple different uh, sites to kind of piece together some published tasting notes on this, uh, but I thought this was kind of funny. On the nose, I found one that says, smells like a wood shop, but under that thick lumber lies layers of caramel, dark fruit, Jim Beam spice, molasses, toffee, etc. So, wood shop. I don't know if I quite get wood shop. It, there, I don't either. I it, love the smell of a wood shop. It, it, has, it has a good oaky aroma on the nose and on the palate mm-hmm. but i don't know if i would go as far as yeah comparing it to a wood shop because a wood shop is to me that that's an overwhelming wood and sawdust and as the as the blades are going cutting the wood it's it's burning a little bit mm-hmm. on the edge and so there's just a lot of wood on wood on wood Mm -hmm. and i definitely don't get that with this uh it's it's still good though i mean we we gave it we gave them uh both of us gave it the same seven Mm -hmm. out of ten rating so we both agree that it is um better than average yeah better than an average is defined as the Jim Beam white label, you know four year aged Mm -hmm. you know fifteen dollar seven fifty milliliter bottle you know and this and just like, you know, with any of these Jim Beam bottles, you're getting a plastic cap. Right. <laughs> which with, is, with a little styrofoam uh, foil little, back. Little seal, little seal. there. <laughs> How classic is that? Well, just I keep, it, they, keep it upright. <laughs> they, used, they used to have metal lids, didn't they, with a little plastic insert? Yeah, maybe. I think they no. used to. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> so when it comes to uh, the Devil's Cut, uh, we got to throw in around some uh, cocktail ideas yeah, yeah uh, you yeah. sent me a list of like maybe four to choose from well that, that was a you cool got this right off the jim beam site i did jim beam has such a wide offering of flavors and and whatnot they have a pretty robust uh cocktail section of their website and so there were a lot to kind of choose from. And as we kind of talked back and forth and all that, within that list of cocktails, they have a lot of the usual suspects, a lot of the standards mm-hmm. that, that you would expect mm-hmm. to find with a few variants here and there. But as we kind of weeded our way through there, one of the ones that we found that we felt was a little bit more unique than most of them was this cocktail called Dance with the Devil. And I'm very excited about it. It uh, it features the Devil's Cut Bourbon and uh, Trouble Sec or Cointreau, Lemon Sour, Passion Fruit Juice, and a couple dashes of Tabasco Sauce. Which is wildly different from any of the other ones that we've, uh, that we've tried. Right, yeah. And um, uh, going back to the, uh, the list of uh, four that you had sent me, um, there was the uh, this cocktail, the Dance with the Devil, uh, a Kentucky Mule, mm-hmm. which we've had we've had a mule. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done uh, another one here on the list, a whiskey smash. Mm-hmm. We've done that, and uh, the old fashioned. We've done plenty of times, yeah. whether it was on the podcast or not. And there's nothing wrong with any of those. Absolutely not. Or a Manhattan. Right. Uh, that, I guess that was the that was kind of the afterthought. We'd tried all those before, but we'd never had anything. And of all the, just going by the name. The name alone, yeah. I mean, "Dance with the Devil" sounds a lot more rock <laughs> inspired than any of those other. A Manhattan, 
Well, and having a couple dashes of Tabasco sauce raised my eyebrow a little bit. Uh, yeehaw. <laughs> but there's also a lot of other great things in there. Passion um, fruit juice. Passion fruit. We haven't done anything with we passion fruit. We've had pomegranate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've mm-hmm. had, uh, you know, lime and uh, lemon, lemon and, and orange. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had lots of different other ones. So I'm definitely looking forward to this. And also, and I had to do a lookup because I, I wasn't 100% sure. Uh, you know, I'm so used to a cocktail saying, you know, lime juice or lemon juice or mm-hmm. passion fruit juice. This said fresh lemon sour. And right. So I did That's a little bit you of had to research. I did a little bit of research. I'm like, you know, what's the difference between lemon sour mm-hmm. and lemon juice? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked about the simple syrups recently. You know, I took some steps into making my first simple syrups. The same night that I did that, I went ahead in preparation for this cocktail I made some homemade uh, lemon sour. Mm. And uh, yeah, super, super easy. It's basically sugar, water, fresh squeezed lemon juice, fresh squeezed lime juice. And that's it. Whether it's the the sour or a simple syrup, you don't want to bring it to a boil because that changes the molecular makeup of, of it. For a simple syrup, once it reaches boiling point, it actually goes into more of a candied Mm-hmm. Like uh, a, a caramel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a caramel. And that's not what you want. So it's that low simmer continually, you know, stirring mm-hmm. to keep it from reaching a, a boiling point. And that's what I did for the sour as well is before I did anything, I added the sugar, added the water. I got the sugar to completely dissolved and then took it off the stove, let it completely cool down to room temperature, and then added the lemon and lime juice oh, to okay. that. And then okay. make sure that that's good and shook up and stirred together. And then I poured it into our cool skull and bottles. Bottles, yeah. And those are, you said that, that was all my fault. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, you, were sending, you were sending me some, <laughs> some pictures of, of some, you know, they were, they were simple syrup bottles, <laughs> you know, whatever. But they didn't rock. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if there's any skull. Because, like, you've got a bunch mm-hmm. of other skull stuff over here on the bar. So I thought, well, well I'm, maybe there's something with skulls on it. See, I'm, I'm, I'm putting the blame on you because I had been looking at the bottles, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I had just been window shopping. I had been kind of just thinking about it, and mm-hmm. like, well, uh, these might work. Yeah, these could might work. Okay. And then you sent over these skull <laughs> bottles, and I was like, smash, smash by must now. Have. Next day, air, <laughs> they, special delivery. Because of Prime, they airdrop it. <laughs> they they arrive the next day. Drone delivers it via parachute. But what was cool about Some these astronaut shows up to your house. Yeah. So so I got it, it came with two bottles. It actually came with four of the pour spouts with a little rubber mm-hmm. cap on them. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And you're going to uh, give this the STB treatment, savor the burn treatment. Uh, by not just throwing an orange wheel in there. Yeah, so... You're going to do something mean so, to and it. And if you've been listening to us for any amount of time, you you, you already know how we feel about our mm-hmm. barrel-aged cherries. Mm-hmm. So I'm because that was in writing, right. we're, we're, we're keeping that. Mm-hmm. I think the picture... Uh, made a lot of sense, and, mm-hmm. and an orange wheel brings something, I think, to the other fruit flavors that are going to mm-hmm. be in this. But I thought, yeah, let's give this the what would we do differently with this? And we've talked about on and off about smoking cocktails smoking things, and doing yeah. other things. I've also found a handful of uh, Instagram videos 
uh, where they've taken the torch and they've candied. They've taken, the, whether it be a lemon slice or an orange slice or whatever, they've sprinkled just a little bit of brown sugar mm-hmm. uh, on it and then torched it. So we're going to do the orange slice, but I'm going to Dip it um, in sugar. put some, a little bit of sugar on there and then we're going to fire that bitch mm-hmm. up. <laughs> and that, that it's going to, there's... In my mind, there's no way that that's not going to unlock more citrus in in, in a, a in a, a different way. A, yeah, a different, deeper flavor to it. Mm-hmm. It's just really looking forward to this. I'm excited. Yeah, let's do it. So now that you have uh, put all this hard work into uh, making the uh, the cocktail "Dance with the Devil" cocktail featuring Jim Beam's Devil's Cut, I I, I watched the whole thing. It looked like a uh, a clean process. Nobody got hurt. And we didn't burn the house down. Didn't burn the house down. Yeah, there was a little smoke. A little bit of smoke. Because you, you had to kick on the torch. Yep. But man, that was fun. What's more <laughs> What's more rock and roll than pyro? We need pyro at our shows. <laughs> yes. Not, not great white levels of pyro. <laughs> where everybody has an unfortunate experience at the club. But So you took some sugar. You put it on the on the orange wheel. You popped it with the torch. Use that as a garnish. Threw the barrel aged cherry on there. The bada bing. It looks good. I'm I'm ready to try this. Yeah. Let's try this. Cheers, sir. Cheers, sir. Wow, the smell is amazing. Oh hell yeah, that's very different too. Yeah. Wow, passion fruit, man. I th- I think we're gonna have to figure out some other cocktails to use that passion fruit for. That's delicious. Yeah, that's really good. And those two dashes of Tabasco, uh, Tabasco it, it doesn't overpower it, but it, yeah. but on the it's back there. end of it, there's a little bit of a spice. It lets you know it's there, or it mm-hmm. was there. Mm-hmm. I just unskewered my uh Yeah, so did I'm, I'm dropping it in there. And I don't know about yours, but man, I just got a huge flake of, of uh, caramelized deliciousness that just came off the top of this orange yeah yep, pick, there I'm, you go i'm picking mine off like a scab <laughs> it's like a creme brulee mm-hmm. of citrusy sugar goodness my skewer fell apart this devil's cut bourbon really really does take center stage with the passion fruit juice and really shines mm-hmm. i'm crunching that sugar oh man I mean, that makes it. There's a, just a little bit of burnt smokiness mm-hmm. in that sugar. That's a mighty fine cocktail. Mr. W2, you've knocked it out of the park again. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I think the next time we make this one, though, we uh, off air, as, as we were kind of putting this together, we kind of debated back and forth, and uh, my orange slices were probably a little bit bigger than I had anticipated. But we debated whether I needed to get my uh, round, double old-fashioned glasses, which are a little bit taller, Mm -hmm. and the diameter's a little bit bigger on them, or just stick with the the square-bottom rocks glasses that uh, we do love. And we decided to stick with the square-bottoms. And the orange definitely is uh, fills (laughs) up quite a bit. But yeah, man. Wonder what caramelized sugar Mm -hmm. on a dehydrated wheel would be like or half a wheel oh yeah yep i thought i thought about that so so as i was kind of planning this out and thinking in my head for a second i was 
I thought, you know, would it make sense to, to try to, to caramelize the sugar on one of the de- dehydrated uh, orange wheels? Because I have a ton of them. And Maybe if and, you rehydrate it in the passion fruit, fruit juice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad people know how to cook, Wayne. It's <laughs> <laughs> what we do. We're good at eating, so we know what we like. But also knowing, you know, doing doing the math on this one, mm-hmm. you know, for any of the cocktails that I've made specifically in these square glasses with the square cube that I put in there, I can comfortably get three and a half pushing up to four ounces uh, of cocktail. Doing the math on on this ingredients list, we're at five Mm. <laughs> yeah, we were pushing it, which is why there's still Little some in left in the shaker, which we will not go let that go to waste. Very good. It's a very good cocktail. I think that was a good choice. It's not only a good cocktail, but it's a very different cocktail yeah. than what we've done. Yeah, we've never used uh, passion fruit juice. We've never brought out the torch. Used the uh, the element of fire. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's uh, it's made with the devil's cut, so it's got to have some heat to it. Somehow, that's where the Tabasco kicks in. And Tabasco, it's a very vinegary kind of mm-hmm. um, heat, you know, sauce, whatever. If you've ever had it, you know. So um, I was kind of unsure as to, like, what it's going to do. But, I mean, with the... Um, I don't even taste the vinegaryness mm-hmm. to it. It's just kind of the heat's there. Like, nothing... It doesn't taste like Tabasco at all. But, um, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not... Definitely not upset by that. But this is... Uh, it, this This cocktail turned out really good. Yeah, I'm liking this one a lot. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. I mean, aside from the caramelized sugar on top of the orange slice, mm-hmm. the torching really changed the the whole flavor of the orange slice. It's not mm-hmm. just an orange wheel sitting on top of a cocktail. It's, yeah. It actually just completely made it something new. Much like uh, pineapple after it's cooked. Mm-hmm. And we used to throw them on, our, uh, on the outside of a ham when we cook it for whatever holiday, or just for any time we wanted a ham. Some people put it on pizza. Mm-hmm. I am some people. I like it on there. Um, so we go to uh, every Friday, 99.9% of all Fridays is pizza night for us. All right. We all we, And we rotate between a handful of places, but we do enjoy uh, Johnny's Tavern makes a wonderful uh, New York-style pizza. Mm-hmm. And it's a good size pizza. Our go-to that we nearly get, if we're getting Johnny's, we are always getting their large New York pizza with red onion, green pepper, pineapple, and cream cheese. Hmm. So fucking good. Globs of cream cheese all all over the pizza. And the pineapple and the red onion, and it all just works together. Yeah, cream really cheese well. works with everything on there. With cheese, with tomato. Mm-hmm. With dough, with all those different fruits on there, I consider peppers to be a fruit. I don't know no. why. It's just when, in gardening when we talk about our our plants fruiting, it's usually when it's kicking out a fruit or a vegetable. Tomatoes are a fruit. I'm I'm not entirely sure if peppers are. They're in the they're in the nightshade family, but whatever. Nerd shit. Gardening <laughs> nerd. Nerd gardener. <laughs> You pulled your uh, your orange wheel apart. I think I'm going to do that too. I've been eating oranges at the house lately, trying to use them to make cocktails out of or whatever, and uh, I usually end up eating the the orange because it's so damn good. Yeah, I pulled my orange apart, 
ate the orange and then pigtailed the uh, the rind. Mm. Get a little bit more of that oil out of it. Twist it like the staves. Man, that is so good. Mm-hmm. Is it going to go in the yeah. cookbook? It absolutely is. <laughs> By the time we get to uh, the cookbook, we're going to have the right size glass. We're yeah. going to have. We're going to cut the right size orange. Yeah, yeah. That's, you could uh, use one of those uh, little clementine oranges, the little the smaller ones. That that's actually a really great idea. They're packed with great flavor. Don't matter how many devils are in this drink, the <laughs> angels are singing now. The angels are singing. Man, this this really was a great cocktail. Yes, it was. Man. Yes, it was. I'm trying to figure out how to get to my caramelized sugar that's... Hmm, never mind. I figured it out. <laughs> Found it! <laughs> <laughs> well, dear listener, I think that brings us to the uh, to the end of this episode. If you're looking for a, um, a, a Kentucky bourbon, or any bourbon for that matter, that, that works great neat or in a cocktail... If it's something that's uh, oak forward, this uh, Jim Beam's Double Cut, it has a lot to offer. It's complex, it's versatile bourbon with plenty of oak and spice, and it holds its own in a cocktail, uh, such as, uh, but probably not limited to, the Dance with the Devil cocktail uh, that we found on the Jim Beam uh, .com website. But um, we definitely gave it the old STB treatment. STB, savor the burn. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what that's what that acronym is, dear listener. STB is savor the burn. Not to be confused with STD. <laughs> Do not want STDs. That's a, that's a totally different burn that we do not savor. No, 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 no. Go see a doctor. Get you some penicillin. Hopefully you're not allergic to it or immune to it. Uh, any closing thoughts, Mr. W2? Tonight was a win. It was a win all around. With, yes, dear listener, you're getting this piecemeal uh, you're not getting all three of these bourbon tastings uh, in in one episode. If you did, it'd be like a what? A, what's the timestamp now? Four hours? Uh, three and a half? Yeah, almost yeah, three you, hours. You get a three hour uh, uh, long episode uh, ish, and from what market research we've done, <laughs> nobody wants that apparently. <laughs> 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 but um that's fine that's fine it gives us more more uh more to more to share we split it up we make it right we send it out and you folks uh tell us that you like it unless you have to start the episode three times just to get through it <laughs> which i'm sure uh, a lot of you have uh, listening to the uh, the chandler episodes um with the dead guy whiskey and the uh what else did we try with him the, yeah the honeycomb we had the honeycomb that. talked about yeah. skydiving and yep. uh, motorcycles and wrestling wrestling <laughs> i love chandler he's a good dude lots, lots of good uh, conversation he's, he's a totally different feel when uh when he's sitting in that chair than it is with like mitch or oh, with delilah <laughs> oh delilah yeah yeah he, he started off talking about delilah and i'm thinking the band black blackberry smoke or like does, is he talking about like you know samson and delilah i'm like who hurt this man who heard him? Whoever she is, get her head to me on a silver platter so I can look at it. But um, anyway, bring in, wow, just kind of went left field there for a while, didn't I? Uh, don't bring me her head. I don't need it. I have plenty of other heads that I bought from Bob's Bizarre Bizarre when I was a kid in the 90s. Ah, awful joke. Thank you for listening to Savor the Burn. You can find us at savortheburn.com. You can find us on the uh, podcast app that you're listening to. 
including but not limited to Spotify, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Google, Samsung, many, many more. You can find us on our socials. Please follow us and like us. Subscribe us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Just search Savor the Burn or at Savor the Burn. Like I said earlier, if you want to email us, email info at savortheburn.com. You can email me personally, Jonathan at savortheburn.com. Or Wayne, W2 at SaverTheBurn.com. And uh, also, I wanted to say, um, if you have a whiskey you would like us to try, uh, you can always send it to us. Uh, Use uh, any of those uh, contact uh, portals, and uh, uh, you can uh, probably find a a way to uh, get it mailed to us. Maybe not U.S. mail. I've heard that there might be problems with that, but FedEx and UPS are pretty pretty lax when it comes to what's being shipped. And uh, we will be happy to try it and uh, review it on the show. Or maybe if you're lucky, uh, extra super stupid lucky, or unfortunate, however you want to look at it, you may end up uh, here in the in the studio with us. Or send us a voicemail. A voicemail would be great. Yeah, if if you, you can get that from the website. If you, if you can't, yeah, you can you can do that from the website. Just send us a voicemail and tell us what you want us to try. Like if if it's feasible, if it's within reach here in the Kansas City area. We will hunt it down, and hopefully we will find it. We do know other people in other states, so maybe they can help us out. We can outsource this. But um, I think that does it uh, for this episode of Savor the Burn. Thank you for listening, dear listener. Uh, Please uh, like, comment, share, uh, follow, subscribe, all of the things. Uh, Tell us what you like. And uh, as always, no matter what you're doing, where you are, who you're with, what you're drinking, keep keep on burning. burning.